Hey everybody, Brian Boyle here and welcome to another episode of Run Painless, Run Ageless. I'm your host. Thanks for being here. If you're brand new to this podcast, welcome. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for listening in. I would encourage you to go back to episode one, take a listen to what's on episode one, a little bit more about me as a doctor of physical therapy, as a runner with over 30 years experience, as a coach, race director, as a business owner, uh, you know, as a family man, all of the above. It's all on there for you to listen to. It also kind of gives you an idea as to who this podcast is for. So I highly encourage you to go take a listen and uh, I don't believe you'll be disappointed. And if you've been here before, thanks for coming back. appreciate you. I appreciate all your support. I appreciate the emails. Uh, I appreciate the calls, the folks that, uh, that are uh, sending me stuff, questions. Keep those coming in. If you do have any questions, send those to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at company5k.com. That's the number 5k.com, just like the race. And uh, I will be happy to get back to you. Also, I encourage you to go to the website. In the next week, uh, there is going to be a ton of new stuff added. We're updating the website. I'm going to have a webinar schedule. I've got a, uh, an area there where you can book a, a complimentary 30-minute session with me if you would like to figure out if, uh, if working with me is, uh, is the best thing for you. Um, if it is, great. If it's not, I'll tell you. Okay, There's no secrets. I'm not... Uh, uh, I'm not for everybody. Not everybody needs my services, but I think there's a lot of folks out there that benefit and are continuing to benefit from those services. So feel free to check out the website, company5k.com, and uh, find some more information there. So in honor of Boston next Monday, I wanted to talk to you about uh, a topic which is kind of near and dear to me, uh, and I know it's uh, it's it's uh, near and dear to uh, to a lot of elite athletes, uh, but probably gets pushed to the wayside by folks that are beginning or you know kind of the, the mid level folks that are that are um, you know they've got so much going on on their plate that they just don't even think about this. This is kind of an afterthought, and that is eating while traveling for an event. Okay, um, if you think about this, and maybe it's not Boston, maybe it's whatever, maybe it's another, um, you know, another race later in the year, you know, whenever you're listening to this, it could be three, six, 12 months away. I encourage you, if you haven't already, put the same amount of time and effort into your training, okay, or that you do put into your training into finding what you're going to eat a couple of days before your race or your event if you have to travel because here's the kicker okay sometimes the restaurants and things that they have on the east coast are not the same as the west coast sometimes they're not the same as the um you know as the uh, the mid west or you know the middle parts of the of the u.s Okay, um, you know, and, and this could be even from country to country. I, I know I've got a lot of folks that are international, okay, that are listening in. So, you know, again, if you're traveling to a different state, different region, different country, okay, chances are there's going to be different foods. So you need to be aware of that. The elite athletes don't take this to chance. They take a look. They may, they may have an opportunity to travel out there beforehand, see what's available, figure this out. A lot of times their coaches are figuring that out for them, okay? But this is what happens is that they don't just show up, go, hey, I'll find some place like I always do when I'm traveling, okay? Uh, and then they get there and realize, oh, man, huh, that uh, whatever I ate at that restaurant did not agree with me, 
okay? Uh, this is a heck of a time to take chances before an event, especially if you're looking at a, a personal best, uh, you know, or trying to qualify for something else, okay? So, here's the kicker, right? So, when I was a freshman in college, we would go, so I show up, right? So, I show up freshman in college, and the coach takes us to Pizza Hut, and I'm like, oh, Pizza Hut, cool. I love Pizza Hut. Nine, you know, mid 1990s, so 92, 93, uh, Pizza Huts were all the rage still. Uh, you know, most Friday nights there was a line out the door, so you'd end up waiting. People were playing Pac-Man, you know, and Miss Pac-Man on the uh, on the tables there. Um, you know, jukebox going, and you've got just pizzas just moving, moving, moving. So I didn't know this at the time, but every Friday was Pizza Hut night. Okay. Lo and behold, the reason why is that in any small town in America, especially the college towns where we were racing, you could find a pizza hut. Okay, coach knew that. That's what he had grown up with. Okay, um, not that it's necessarily the epitome of the best food-wise, but for uh, a small Division three school in upstate New York, this was something that we could all afford on our budget. This was something that we knew, you know, you're not going to die from, um, your college kids. And if you can tolerate finding the right combination of foods, okay, to eat the night before in September, it's going to be a lot easier when you get to nationals, okay, when the nerves are a little bit higher and the stomach may be a little bit more upset. Um, you know, you want to make sure that the food isn't causing an issue along with the nerves. So what ends up happening is I go the first time and I order stuffed crust because as a family, that's what we would order. Stuffed crust pizza, stuffed crust and pepperoni. I love it. Okay. Show up Saturday morning and it does not agree with me and I'm in trouble and it's like, oh my. Okay. So next week. Let's try something else, okay? Next week, let's try something else. Got to the point where it became, um, you know, a couple breadsticks, a couple slices of pizza. I'd save the rest in the hotel room for the the day after the race, okay, when we were traveling back home and, you know, and found out what worked best for me over the couple of weeks leading up to, you know, regionals, trying to qualify for nationals because that's the way it's supposed to be done. So, when you are out there and you're going, okay, I'm going to travel for an event, what I would encourage you to do is to the races that you are leading up to, okay, this event, I would go find a restaurant, find bars of, you know, nutrition bars or whatever it is that you feel most comfortable with, okay, um, and I would consume those the days leading up to the race. Again, making sure, okay, and even if you want to do your own meal prep, if you want to do your own meal prep and you want to bring this, if you're driving, you can do this. This is a whole lot easier uh, if you're driving to do versus if you're flying, although you can fly and, and, uh, you know, if it's only an hour or two flight, you can put them in the freezer, pull them out or whatever it may be, but you've got to be able to do that, okay? Um, You've got to be able to figure out what works best for you. So it could be your own meal prep could be finding restaurants that uh, that are uh, you know in the area that are also similar uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been fooled I love chicken biscuits right so to go to a McDonald's in the south when I lived in North Carolina go get a, a chicken biscuit at McDonald's uh, the first time I went out to Arizona and I went on a, uh, a Saturday morning to get a chicken biscuit and I showed up and there was no chicken biscuits I wanted 
to kill somebody because I had a hankering for chicken biscuit, right? Uh, well, McDonald's in the Southwest doesn't sell chicken biscuits. It's not a huge thing. They do have their breakfast burritos, okay? They don't have chicken biscuits. So, you know, being aware of what those things are. Again, I've mentioned fast food because that's usually what's the most convenient, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of people take this for granted. So, you know, if you're assuming that the fast food that you're gonna eat because it's convenient is the same, it might not be. If you're going to a mom and pop restaurant, a local you know, diner or such, again, kind of stick to something that's basic and bland. I wouldn't try something with a lot of sauces or a lot of, you know, of spices to it. Um, you know, a chicken, some vegetables, you know, great. Okay, really kind of hard to mess that up. If you're like, huh, I think I'll try uh, the fish with uh, with their special sauce or I'll try the spicy sausage um, you know and and this because it looks good and I you know I haven't had that in a while I would encourage you not to do that okay not to try these new things uh, you know the the couple of nights before the race it usually ends up in a bad situation um, I've not seen anything good come out of that I guess there are some folks that do have an iron stomach and if that's one of if you're one of those folks then you're probably not even listening to this podcast, right? You probably already figured all this out and uh, you, know, you can eat whatever you want and, and go on your way. But most people are not going to be able to do that. So a couple of rules of thumb is try it a couple of weeks or a couple of events beforehand, okay? Make sure that it's not just a fluke. And you'll notice that the elite athletes eat the same thing. Not only do they have their superstitions about the gear that they use, uh, as most of us do as well. We've got to have the shoes. We've got to have the, you know, the, the, uh, um, the compression stockings. We've got to have the shorts and, and all this stuff. Okay, we're, we're a little bit more sensitized about the gear. Okay, and then like the fuel for day of. Okay, I got to have my gel pack and I got to have this. And yet we're not so concerned about Thursday if it's a Saturday race or a Sunday, you know, Friday, um, you know, two days before. And we're not so concerned about the day before. And yet all of that will have an impact on Saturday's event. So you got to be mindful of that, right? And so a lot of the elite racers will say, hey, you know what, Thursday and Friday before the race, I'm going to eat the same thing, okay, and I'm, and I'm okay with that, and I'm going to have, you know, whatever that meal is, it could be, you know, it could be, uh, you know, chicken, plain noodles, we have some pasta stuff, uh, veggies, whatever, okay, and, you know, kind of this bland concoction, but they're going to eat the same thing, okay, they know that it's got enough calories in, they know that it's got enough nutrients in, and they know that it's not going to upset their stomach come race day. They're going to be at their best and ready to go. So I would encourage you to do the same thing. It's not an exact science. you got to figure out what works best for you. you got to figure out culturally what your foods are that you tolerate. Not everybody tolerates spice. Some people go, hey, I tolerate spice. No big deal. It uh, doesn't give me uh, the runs. Other folks go, man, I look at something spicy and my stomach is upset. So you got to have that understanding. And it's a terrible idea to try and experiment the night before the event. So hopefully you find some value in this like i said this is one of those topics that's not always covered a lot of folks don't uh, don't think about it uh, i would encourage you to do so if you do have any specific questions you can send them my way brian b-r-i-a-n at company 5k i will be dot com i'll be happy to uh, uh to address those with you and like i said check out the website uh you can book a free complimentary call with me and I've got hours listed up there that uh, they're available. Um, and if you need anything, you know, I'm here for you. So I appreciate you as always for being here. Look forward to having you back again next time. And 
that's it for today. Take care. Bye.